Hey friends, welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Hey reader, how are you friend? Yes, we're friends. I had to tell you about my open the magic wear. Okay, I have to tell you about it because A, picture books are my jam, and B, I mean these sweatshirts are so cute and you need to have one. Just saying. Anywho, I'm sitting here in my Open the Magic headquarters reading picture books and living my best life. Oh wait, you want one too? All you have to do is pop over to my magic wear shop where you'll find t-shirts and sweatshirts that will make your picture book heart so happy. Just Head to bit.ly backslash capital R capital R magicware. Again, that's bit.ly backslash capital R capital R magicware and open the magic. Or should I say shop the magic? I'm so excited for today's guest. Not only is she fancy Nancy and fifth, but she's a dear friend of mine. And we're going to be talking life of a teacher during COVID-19. We first want to say before we begin that we are with every single teacher in the United States and the world, and we are thinking of you because we know what you're doing right now is not easy. So from Nancy and I, we think you rock and we really appreciate you. So Nancy, welcome to Confetti Moments. Can you tell us a little bit? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, you're so fun. Can you tell all the people a little bit about yourself? Who is Nancy Chung? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I am a fifth grade teacher. I have a four five combo this year. Uh, This is my 23rd year of teaching. Um, I started teaching when I was 10. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I am uh, a mom of two big grown kids. I have one who my daughter who just finished college and I have a son who's going off to college. And I've been married for 23 years and I'm going to be celebrating an anniversary this month. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she didn't tell you that she's like the most crafty person you've ever met Aww. in your entire life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I forgot. I'm also a robotics coach. So I nerd out big time. Um, I uh, have like an all girls team and a co-ed team and I have taken uh, them to the world's championship four years in a row. So I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> you should be. It's so cool. And they have the cutest outfits and oh, of course uh-huh. I'm like thinking about your outfits but oh, they're amazing course. kids too oh thanks so thank tell me a little bit why do you think as an upper grade teacher or just as a human why are picture books so important okay so I am such a visual learner and I have to admit that sometimes I pick up a book just because I love the illustrations and and I was an art major and I appreciate pictures and illustrations so so much more And I know that so many people out there, you know, uh, kids or some parents and even teachers think that picture books are just for like primary kids. But I find that my upper graders love all the hidden meanings and the symbolisms they find in the picture books. And they're just so fun. I love that. I love that. I too Mm -hmm. sometimes will just buy a picture book because of the cover because Uh uh illustrations and and color just like warm my heart. Me too. Me too. Yay. Yay. What were you like as a reader growing up? <laughs> okay, so this is kind of embarrassing to admit. Um, 
but I used to hate reading growing up. Uh, can I say that as a teacher? <laughs> yes, you can because you're a human. <laughs> okay. So like growing up, my mom was an avid reader and so was my older sister. And they always chose the books for me. Um, so I never got to choose the books that I wanted to read. And I think they were always a little too high of a level for me. And I didn't understand it. I didn't enjoy it. And I think because somebody said, you have to read this, I didn't find it, you know, I didn't find joy in it. Um, so it wasn't until later that I actually started picking my books based on what my teachers recommended and my friends recommended that I actually started really liking it. So it's kind of oh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. My older sister was like the bookworm in my family mm-hmm. too. And then the middle one, like, probably read every cliff notes version and probably never read a book i'm the middle child (laughs) yes 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 Uh and then i of course love books but that's funny how like our our sibling stuff it's like the same yeah so speaking of teachers what Mm -hmm. has inspired you to become a teacher Okay, so I, uh, I know you know this story, but um, I actually immigrated here when I was 10, when I was in fifth grade. And, you know, I didn't speak any English. And it was really challenging because my homeroom teachers at the time thought they knew what they were doing or they thought they were doing what was best for me. So they would send me to a kindergarten class to learn English, to learn to read. And that was so... Um, I want to say humiliating and it hurt my ego. It was so embarrassing. Um, But one of the teachers was my ESL teacher, English as a second language teacher, who really spent the time to get to know me as a person, uh, not just a student uh, who didn't speak English. And she really inspired me. Um, She really challenged me. So she didn't make it easy for me. She also, you know, had very high standards for me and kept me accountable. But she was so patient and, and just... I don't know. She just made me feel like I was relevant. And I think that's what really inspired me. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I like mm-hmm. just sitting here thinking and I love how you said for you, it was humiliating. And I think that's so important that we all come with different stories mm-hmm. and we're all going to experience life differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to give everybody grace because we never know how somebody else is feeling or taking something into their own experience. So mm-hmm. That was really good. I know. <laughs> You're like, yes, I know. I know. I know how to. I know all the things. Um. So, yes, we are in a global pandemic right now. And what advice can you give teachers and parents during this time to just help us all out? Because wow, it's crazy. Well, okay, so I know you're all into social emotional learning. And so am I, I feel like, you know, math and reading and science, all of that, all of that is so important. But I feel like right now, um, our social emotional well being during this time is the most important thing. Uh, so I'm telling everyone to take this precious time to really focus on family and friends and build that bond. And that love uh, that might not be might not have been so strong maybe before this time but you know like uh, because of like maybe the everyday busyness of things so I wanted to say like focus on you know um, building that bond with your family and spending this precious time together I agree Um, and did you watch today's service oh my gosh it was so good so So good good. I like 
I texted my parents and I was like, this is a requirement from your youngest daughter. Mm -hmm. You must watch the service today. It was so good. And we, you know, we watched it all together as a family, as usual. And Mm -hmm. we just, you know, took so much, we got, we got so much out of it. I did too. I feel like I'm a new person today. It Uh just really hit me because, you know, I'm a very happy person just like you, but Mm -hmm. this experience has, wow, I've had to do a lot of Mm-hmm. stuff to like feel happy all the time yeah because sometimes well, you're just not happy exactly this is hard and then and then last week's sermon too it was like about like being angry and like you know yes. dealing, I was like oh my gosh he knows exactly what I'm going through <laughs> yes 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 yeah oh thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. piece of your heart with us mm-hmm. so um how has your teaching life changed since the beginning of the coronavirus oh gosh I went through so many different phases you know at first I was just overwhelmed and I was trying to soak in everything that was out there and then I came to realize you know I cannot do everything that everyone is doing I have to make it work for me I have to work I have to make it work for my students and so I've been reanalyzing and reassessing everything that I've been assigning um, so it's I'm just looking at everything in a different light I'm getting a lot of getting rid of a lot of like fluff you know uh, and focusing on meaningful activities that get the kids to really think creatively and critically. And um, I already use a lot of technology in the classroom, but I mean, definitely during this time, I'm having to, uh, or I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, incorporating a lot more technology into what I'm doing. I love that. So I'm going to be the teacher Mm -hmm. in this little situation, but can you tell us more? Can you give us an example (laughs) of how you are making something creative and intellectual? Because I feel like we all need an example. Oh gosh, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here. Um, I am. No, I mean, I mean, ha- I'm having them use like Flipgrid and Padlet a lot. Um, so not only just in their writing, but I'm having them act things out, or you know, um, even for like, let's say, like for example, for social studies, we were supposed to act in revolution, and because of the stay home order, like you know, everything's canceled. And so I had them still like dress up and say their lines, you know, <laughs> and, and they had to use, Oh my gosh, I love that. They had to really get creative and, you know, using the props that they had at home and using, you know, technology with that. And same thing with like, I know we just recently did a poetry packet and we usually just do it all on paper, but you know, they're having to do it digitally and also add like a digital graphic to it. So they're, they're getting, you know, better and better each day too. My gosh, I love that. And, you know, it just made me think of, and I don't know who said it. So sorry, everyone <laughs> that I don't know who said it, but I remember somebody said something like school is not over, just the buildings closed. Oh. And I think mm-hmm. that is like a great testament of what you're saying. Like, is, even yeah. though we couldn't do walk through the American revolution, like we're still going to do mm-hmm. it. And you still like the kids loved it. You verbally appraised uh-huh. them like, mm-hmm. oh, that just fills my heart. You're welcome. So what advice can you give kids and parents right now about reading at home together? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, when when the kids are little, when you have toddlers or, you know, really young ones, a lot of parents read with them. And as they get older, I feel like that gets lost a little bit, you know, but it's so, so mm-hmm. important. Like with my own kids, some of our best memories are, you know, our bedtime stories and other reading, like family reading times. 
And, you know, whether they were on my lap or stuck to my hip. And, you know, we had art lessons that stemmed from what we were reading. We would have, like, the best discussions together. And I would always, like, you know, have them, like, synthesize parts of the book. Like, oh, if you could change the ending, what would, you know. So we have a lot of these, like, discussions and fun times talking about our books. And I feel like that has to keep on going as they grow up, too. So, like, you know, my husband loves reading some like you know like uh, like nonfiction books and sharing it with our son who's going off to college and so they've read like the outlier or like the tipping point and you know or blank and currently they're um, reading uh, the virgin way which is like I think it's the guy who Bronson I think is his last name um, he's the guy who uh, started the virgin airlines and so they're talking about like some really good stuff so it's not just picture books but I think like even as they get older like it opens up the communication between parents and kids. I love that. It makes me so happy. I did not know that fun fact about your family. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. All right. So speaking of books, what book do you think every teacher needs in their classroom library? Oh, gosh. There's, um, you know, my favorite book is You Are Special by Max Lucado, which, you know, I know I share the copy with you. And I was so excited when you said you haven't read that, you know, when we first met. Um, yes. I love that's my favorite favorite book um, I think books on diversity and just lots of books you know and because what I might find like the best book for somebody might not be the best book for that person so they might find another another you know like a different book um, to be their favorite so just having a lot of books and a lot of like representation on books I think that's so important yes oh I love that that was very poetic. <laughs> um, what are you doing with self-care during this time? How are you making Nancy shine? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, lots and lots of projects. And I kind of have like a little bit of, um, I, I don't know, um, you can call it an addicting personality or a very passionate personality where I have like, I don't know, I have a lot of projects going at once. And, and so we just did a bathroom remodel. Uh, we're repainting my daughter's bedroom right now. So lots of painting and crafting. And, you know, people are like, don't you get tired? I'm like, no, this is how I like, you know, rejuvenate. And this is how I find um, relaxation by creating more projects. <laughs> I love it. Hair. So <laughs> funny. Nancy can find anything and make it look cute, like apply a toilet paper roll. Like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. It, Thank you. She'll make it into like a chandelier or something. Hey, that's a great idea. I know, right? <laughs> so um, what is something that you are passionate about, whether it's in life or literacy? Like what makes you just feel fancy? Oh gosh, like I just said, um, kind of like what I just said, I am passionate about so many things, um, but I feel like... Um, just like, just as I do with every person that I meet, I try to look for the good or like the best part about everything, whether it's a situation or a book. Um, every person has something that you can learn from. And so I like, so my, I'm passionate about discovering that, like the good in a situation or good, something that's, you know, what I'm supposed to learn from that situation. And that's what excites me. <laughs> I love that. And that's actually something I've noticed about you. You're very into like wanting to get to know people and like, what is their story? Uh-huh. And how can I learn from you? It's one of your like, oh. good, your goodness. Oh, thank you. I just love people. And you know, I like connecting people. I'm like, Hey, do you know, so and so, you know, you know, he or she also loves this. And I love, you know, making those connections too. 
So, girlfriend, why are you not finding me a husband? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I feel like they're not good. Like, no one is good enough for my Courtney. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop it right now. But thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, the next six questions okay. that you can just give one-word answers. I just think they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're my confetti rapid questions. Okay. So, okay. here we go. And you can't tell me the first question. You can't tell me what you've already said. You ought to think of something different. Okay. So, what is your all-time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti <laughs> Um I love Junkyard Wonders by Patricia Polacco. Love oh, that good. one. Okay, what picture book can you not wait to come out in 2020? Ooh, okay. Um, anything written by Jory John or illustrated by Pete Oswald I love. Um, okay, so but my daughter's dream is to write her own picture book and illustrate it herself. So even if it's not in 2020, like I would, like, I hope to be giving you a signed copy of her book one day. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Oh, oh. you're just like mom. Here. <laughs> um, what, since, you know, Teacher Appreciation mm-hmm. Week is coming up next week, even though this, this episode won't come out for a couple more mm-hmm. weeks, but in real time, what is, or who is a teacher that has inspired you, who has or has changed your life as a person? Mm, definitely Mrs. Weiser, my ESL teacher that I shared about, who I shared about earlier. Oh, I yeah. just love that. Yay, go go her. Uh-huh. Um, what is your favorite color in the rainbow? Green. I love green. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, what is your favorite food? Uh, does ice cream count as food? <laughs> uh, yes. The ice cream all the way. <laughs> Okay, well, I do have to ask you what flavor. Oh, gosh. Um, I like so many different kinds, but, you know, just can I be boring and say vanilla? Because I could just add any topping and it just it's so it's good. <laughs> uh-huh. So good. And Trader Joe's uh-huh. just came out with a dairy-free vanilla, uh-huh. and I'm trying it tomorrow night for the first oh. time. I'm super pumped. Ooh, okay. Yes. Let me know how that, I know, yeah, right? Let me know how that is. I will. Okay, so my last question is kind of odd, mm-hmm. but I got it from I was listening to Annie F. Downs. That's um, that sounds fun podcast, mm-hmm. and she does this segment with her friend every morning, and they just ask like random questions. And I find this question so intriguing. Mm-hmm. So, how do you wake up your house in the morning? You know what? I actually don't wake my house up in the morning. I like I love my quiet mornings alone, uh, drinking coffee or like catching up on social media like watching TikTok videos and like cuddling with my dog. So I just let them sleep in unless we have to be somewhere and they're not waking up. But I, I kind of let them do their own thing. <laughs> I love it. Now, do you open up like your blinds downstairs or do you keep it like super dark until everyone comes down? I like to stay in my bed if I can. But if I'm downstairs, then I like to open all the shutters, <clears throat> excuse me, open all the shutters and open all the windows and get some fresh air in. Oh, I love that. That's so, gosh. And like your home is gorgeous. So I bet it even looks better when everything's open. But yay. So where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you? Like physically, like in Nordstrom or Target or like on social media? Well, um, I love the physically, but on social media. Um, Okay. So my Instagram handle is uh, Fancy Nancy I also have a YouTube channel and a TikTok account at using the same handle, um, but I'm very, I'm still very new to YouTube and TikTok. Um, but I also have an Etsy shop, and it's called Every Cute Thing. And a lot of my projects that I love creating, I go ahead and uh, list it on my Etsy shop too. 
That's so awesome. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for coming on the Confetti Moments. Oh, it was always, it's always so much fun, Courtney. Um, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I will see you hopefully I know, soon. in person very soon. <laughs> All right. Yes. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.